Amen. Whatever you do, say whether you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Last Monday, we are sharing that we are the glory, we are the image of God. And as that, we share the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Now, tonight, we want to look at how we can fellowship in such a glory. What we have to do in such a glory. When we come to such a glory, there is a life you ought to live. But before then, you must understand that when we all, anytime we stand before God, we come before Him as both sons and as servants. Sonship is in relation to our being born again. Of his own will, begat we all by the word of God. So by his word, we are born again. But that same blood that gave birth to us also bought us as servants. And that is our responsibility. Number two, when we also come before God, we have our life and our living. Living speaks of the expression of the life. So when a man comes to Christ, he comes to receive the life of God. And the life says that, number one, all that God is, you are. So God is love. You are love. That is why you express the love of God to mankind. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. Anytime you come to God, you come to experience that joy. In Him is life. That life is our life. But the other aspect is of our giving an expression to that life, our living. And also that anything we do, whether we are eating, we are drinking, whatsoever we do, it should be to the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. So tonight, 
Do all things to the glory of 
Let's ask ourselves, the things we do, the things we say, those we engage in conversation, how we talk to people, is it to the glory of God or to our own satisfaction? That is what we are talking about as the intimacy that the believer has with God, which he brings to earth. Hallelujah. Now, to understand some of these things, we want to go to Genesis and come to the other place. So, Genesis 5.24 will be our first scripture. For those who are writing, let us write all the scriptures that we will come to them one by one. We will look at Genesis 5.24. And the second one is Philippians 2.14. Then we read Jude 14. Jude, we are reading the Jude 14 to 23, okay? So we read all of from 14 to 23. First Timothy 6, verse 5. Ephesians 1, 6, and then 1, 12. Ephesians 1, 6. Then you read it, 12. So Genesis six, uh, Genesis five twenty four, Jude fourteen, First Timothy six five, Philippians two fourteen, then First Corinthians ten thirty one. That one we read it. So let's be quick. I, I believe we can all be reading some portions. Someone should read the Philippians two fourteen. One person can read ten to First Timothy six five, and then one can read Ephesians one six and twelve. Let me try and see if I can pick this before. Genesis 5.24. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For who? God took him. Hallelujah. Then someone should read the other one. First Timothy six verse five. One Timothy six five. Philippians two fourteen. I want you to take the two fourteen last. That is where we will start. Jesus Which one is that? Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Then Philippians 2 14. Philippians 2 Hallelujah. So that you be what? That you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a fruit and perverse generation, among whom you shine as light in the world. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. We are shining as light in the world. 
and in the world it says they are good people, they are dangerous beings, they are wicked men. One day you do the classes of men, and you know the classes of men we walk with day by day. So he said, do all things without murmuring and disputing, so that you will be blameless and shameless in the midst of a good and perfect generation. So we come to it. Now, Jude 14, if you are there, just follow me. Jude 14. And Enoch also, the servant from Adam, prophesied of this deed, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgments upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly men, ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. You see, you make a difference by having compassion. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, eating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his, holy, his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, the glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. Let's start from Genesis. It says that, And Enoch walked with God, and he was what? Not, for God took him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, Hebrews 11 verse 5, that he walked with God. Are you aware that When Enoch was 65 years, you see, he foresaw a judgment coming, and the man didn't want to marry. He wanted to live wholly for God, so that he would marry. He thought that marrying would frustrate his way of living for God. But the Lord appeared to him and told him to marry. Then he gave birth and named the child Methuselah, which is, when he said, it shall come. Methuselah means that his death to bring or javelin, or shaft. But it is when he is dead, it shall come. Meaning that the day the man dies, that same time, judgment will come upon the world. No wonder the man was the man, the, the, he, he lived more than any other man. Now isn't 969, right? Hallelujah. Yes, 969. When he is dead, it shall come. Bible then said that after he begat, 
with Stella. He begat sons and daughters, and then he walked with God. But the amazing thing is that when Enoch was born, Adam was 622 years old. Now, Adam began to teach his generation, I've said this here before, the things he experienced before the fall. I believe you are aware that before Adam fell, he had intimacy with God. You are aware that God was walking in the garden. God could visit them day by day. Is that not it? Then after even the fall, when they fell, God came. That day, they heard the voice of God walking in the garden. Go and check the scripture. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. So the, the voice of God was walking in the garden, and they heard it. The people were so sensitive that they could know God was coming. So before the fall, there was a life they lived. So they began to show the generations that were born unto them what they experienced before the fall. Then Enoch desired that life so much that he wished he could enjoy that life Adam had before the fall. I said that he became so full of life that he couldn't die. God had to take him. He didn't see death. But beloved, in this dispensation, you have a better privilege than that. You know why? Do you know that Enoch desired this day? All the fathers of old wish they could have our day. Because they wanted to see this day come. So by faith, if you read this, uh, Hebrews 11 verse 1 to the 40, you will read it. You will come to, you will be amazed. How people were wishing for something. Some were wishing for a country. And because they were wishing for a country, they were not aware. But God was giving them a city. They wished for a country which had foundation. But the foundation was not made with human hands. And they had it. Beloved, they wished for such a day which you are having. Jesus said that your father Abraham sought for my day. And indeed he found it. John 8.58 your father Abraham sought for this day, and indeed he saw. Meaning that 2,700 years before the birth of Christ, Adam, Abraham could project to see into it. He yearned for that day. Beloved, we have a better privilege to live so intimate with God than even Adam. Why? Because even today, Christ lives in you, and you live in him. That is why I said, to understand the do's and the don'ts in the scripture, you must come to know who you are and begin to give expression of it. Automatically, you begin to do the do's. The don'ts, you will not do. But look at something. Philippians 2.14 says that, do all things without mammon and disputing. Meaning that, in the new life, we don't mama, we don't dispute, we don't complain. Why? Complaining and all those things are part of those who are doing ungodly things. I'm going to teach that of I don't know if you get it. Hallelujah. According to Jude 14, when we were reading, you could see the ungodly men. What were they doing? They were complaining. They were murmuring. They were disputing. Arguments. All those things don't speak of the new life. You see, if we have anything to dispute about, it should be giving life and giving the scriptures to people who don't know Christ. If we can waste our energy anywhere, it should be talking about the gospel. Ha! Paul said that I count all things but dung that I may win Christ. First, I have become all things to all men that I may win some. It is becoming all things to all men. That is where we begin to give expression of the life. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, in 1 Timothy 6, 5, Paul was saying that with such people, refrain from them. I said the other time, the people we surround ourselves with, chases, the environment. I've been saying it, for a seed to grow. Simple agriculture tells you that there must be a conducive environment. Is that not a fertile soil? There must be the presence of moisture and then heat, sunshine. Beloved, which environment do you find yourself in? The environment can make you not know who you are. Hallelujah. If you leave people who don't know who they are, you also don't know who you are. It's like the story I told you about the, the, the lion and the, 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 the sheep. The lion was always with the sheep, never knowing that it has a different class. Beloved. What is Jude saying? He said, Beloved, you should know that you are not of them. 